Hello there and welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Sarah from Sarah Faruya Coaching and this is the Legends Podcast. I believe there are many, many ways to lead a life and everybody has stories and I want to tell them and share them. These legends are a collection of people who I have found during my 20 years in Tokyo and before. All of them are brilliant people. And when I became bored with reading another billionaire's biography, I thought I want to tell the stories of the people who I meet who are absolutely fascinating, but you won't see on your regular podcast interview. They have overcome obstacles, both systemic and internal, and we cover all kinds of things from creativity, grief, racism, business, disaster, loss, trolling, infertility, farming, eating disorder, eco-feminism, and more. We have elite athletes, people who live on Zen temples in remote parts of Japan, BBC newscaster to Taekwondo champion. Please enjoy these amazing stories from what they've overcome, from what they've built, from what they've created, from the way that they talk. I'm just delighted thinking about it. So please get stuck in and enjoy this next legend. Okay, we're recording. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this, the Sarah Furuya legends podcast i'm sarah from sarah Furuya coaching and i believe there are many many ways to lead a life and everybody has stories and i want to tell them and today i'm welcoming a really interesting amazing guy from tokyo uh, kingsley kobayashi welcome kingsley san nice to meet you and uh, looking forward to a good discussion with everybody yeah, me too. Let's let's get into it. So before we get on with it, I just want to give a, a little bio uh, of uh, Kingsley. So Kingsley Kobayashi is a Japanese Nigerian serial entrepreneur. He is the CEO of Harry King's International Limited and FBC Japan, among many other companies and projects. He founded Harry King's Investments Limited in 1991 in Lagos, Nigeria and later moved its headquarters to Tokyo, Japan, where the company is based till now. Harry King's International Limited is an international trading and investment company. It also serves as an umbrella to other business projects such as Fashion Line, HBK, Fashion, Entertainment and Hospitality, and its numerous bars and clubs in Tokyo, Tourism and Natural Medicine under HBK Naturalist Limited. FBC is one of the world's leading fintech consulting firms specializing in fintech and blockchain projects. I know nothing about this, so I'm very interested to ask questions later. <laughs> um, and consulting in the industry. Um, Kingsley has 30 years of experience building and managing businesses with more than $250 million turnovers in Asia and Africa. He has delved deep and engaged in a vast array of fields ranging from real estate to energy to hospitality. Kingsley holds the belief that the measure of a person's life is the effect they have on others. As such, Kingsley is dedicated much of his life to giving back and helping different international charities across America, Africa, and Japan. Welcome, Kingsley. Pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. What an introduction. What a fascinating story. So the first question I have for you is it's about stories. So was there ever a story when you were growing up or even re more recently in life that had a big impact on you? 
Yeah, well, I I grew up from a very humble family. Uh, I would say my grandmother was my rock. Mm. So, and uh, I am from a very small village, I would say, in Benin City in Nigeria. And uh, my case was very different from other, other children because fortunately and unfortunately, uh, my mom left my dad when I was nine months old. Mm. So I had to stay with my grandmother and my father. Mm-hmm. And uh, for that reason, my father being a teacher, I had to go to school with my father when I was nine months. So I actually grew up in the school. I was called school board. I was called OVA school in my language, which is school board. So I grew I grew up in the school, which gave me uh, an insight to early, early schooling, early academic uh, uh, awareness. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I was brought up by the community. I grew up at a time where the community br- brought people up, not just the father or the mother. So the community was very nice to me. So I grew up in that community. And uh, from there, my grandmother always taught me how to, to do things the right way. Always taught me, okay, you know, you're gonna do this. Uh, she used to lend money to people. I have, I have to go collect the money for her. And uh, so I, I knew how money works from, from, from an early age. And then, during my school days, I had to work before school and work after school to be able to support myself and my family. And uh, the truth is, if I can make it, I believe others can make it because my situation was harder than any other person. Although there are some worse situations out there than mine, but I believe that coming from that kind of background and uh, with no uh, rich family to look back on, uh, just dabbling the water by yourself, trying to make things happen, and it happening is uh, it's evidence that if you if you dream big and you and you and you pursue it and you are uh, persistent enough, you will make it. Love that, love that. Tell me more about your grandmother. Yeah, my grandma, my grandma. I love my grandma. Uh, oh. A lot of stories there. She she loved me. My grandma was uh, in the village. I, I go to see her during the during the holidays and. Uh, one important thing I have to remember is that she was a grandma. She was old. She was like, I mean, she died at the age of around four years old. 104? Uh, yeah, she was 104, yeah, when she died. So at a very old age, and uh, I remember she bought a bicycle, and they were all asking her, what are you, what are you going to do with the bicycle? You can't ride the bicycle. He said, don't worry. My son Kingsley will come, and he will ride a bicycle. So uh, I'll come home, and I'll be like, hey, what? I have a bicycle for you. I would take the bicycle, I'll ride the bicycle around. But for her, it was also business because I have to use the bicycle to go and collect her debts, right? So she was she bought me a bicycle to work for her, you know. But the, the thing is, you get gifts of money, and when you give me money, I'll give it to my grandma, and my mm-hmm. grandma will be like, "I'll keep it for you." But my money never finishes. If I wanted to buy something, I would go back to my grandma. Can I have my money, please? She's like, "You already took your money. It's gone." I'm like money does not finish why would, why, would, why would my money go why why i don't understand and she's like you already used the money i said no money is not supposed to be no to be gone like that i gave you the money keep giving it back to me so she was like i don't need your money anymore i'm like no 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 i you, you're gonna keep my money i'm gonna come back taking it so we had we had a very good relationship you know and i think that was my actually my first my first idea of someone loving me so much in my life and that, mm. that was my grandmother mm. So you had this very strong work ethic from a from a very early age, and oh, yes. also this kind of strong sense of money and the value of money. 
and she was she she loved you very strongly so you had this really strong basis for like i'm starting to see the story unfold of this entrepreneur and this kind of you know this 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 sovereign person over their life being supported and by the community as well i love this no, I, I, I grew up, I, no, wherever I go, even like till tomorrow, if I go to my to my village, they still call me schoolboy. I'm still a schoolboy. I'm still, I'm still over here school of yesterday. I'm still a schoolboy of yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, I was loved by many. I, I mean, everybody taught me something because they kind of find my situation. In that time, there was not, almost nothing like that. So this was a situation that was different mm -hmm. from every other situation, you know. To be alone at the age of nine months and then you are growing up and you know everybody try to chip in something for you to make sure that you you grow up nicely and uh, i appreciate all of them for that in tomorrow and i still go back there i, I took my, my my family there when i was uh, in nigeria last year and mm -hmm. yeah they, they saw where i came from you know and it's humbling mm, beautiful how do you think that transfers into your life now yes uh well in different ways. Mm -hmm. First of all, it makes me to realize the value of family. Mm. That your family plays a very great role in your life, in who you become. Mm -hmm. It teaches me respect because when I was growing up, you have to respect your elders, whether you like it or not. It was mandatory. There was no my right, my obligation. If my grandma was talking, I better shut up or she's gonna slap me. Mm -hmm. you know, so I knew this was very important. It was this important uh, levels of respect. Even if somebody's one day older than you, you have to tell that person good morning first, not the other person telling you first. So we grew up in a society like that. We have our, our own greetings in Benin that we used to greet like you know, we had different greetings. And those greetings will tell the, the tribe that you are from or the clan that you are from in mm -hmm. that city. Mm -hmm. So it was it was known for that the I'm I'm proud of the Benin Empire actually because I'm from the Benin Empire. So yeah. that the Benins were actually civilized long, long time before other civilization. So lucky to have been from there. And how it translates to my life now, or how it translates to my life in the beginning is after my education, I knew what I wanted to do. I was already used to daily income. Mm. I realized that when you have daily income, you are never really poor. Yeah. That is what people don't realize. People are looking for the big deal. They are looking for the big money. I want to make $1 billion. Yes, you will. But if you don't have sustainability, money that you can rely on on a daily basis, even if it's a, even if it's $20, you are sure that when you have that $20, you are able to feed your family, your children for that day. That is the basic thing you need. Every other thing is addition. Mm -hmm. Once there is no poverty, you don't go to bed hungry. Your children don't go to bed hungry. Your wife don't go to bed hungry. You will be focused. So the first problem is to eradicate that hunger or that want. I want this. I cannot get it. You have to be able to re remove that from your life, and then you focus on the big goal. Beautiful. So having some daily income every day, so that you can take care of the basic, the small things, and keeping your keeping the big stuff in mind but taking care of the basics first or the yeah. daily stuff first, then you've always had a daily income because from a very oh, young life. age, exactly. all your life. 
amazing. Then this this also reminds me, uh, and this kind of respect and this kind of understanding positions and stuff, yeah. has that been useful for you in Japan as well? Because that's something I had to kind of learn a bit more, I think, coming into Japan. Um, or have you been able to kind of transfer some of that over here? Yeah, well, well when I came into Japan, and uh, that was a long time ago, I, yeah. didn't understand, I didn't understand the language. No. Uh, I didn't know anybody in Japan. So I came in and there was no understanding of the language, no understanding of the culture. Uh, traditions were different. Uh, and I came in at a time when they were not really used to foreigners. Yeah. So you get on the train and they all stand up and leave you and like, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, but it didn't really affect me because they were not aggressive people. No. The Japanese are not aggressive people. The, instead of hitting you, they will go away. For me, this was a plus, <laughs> you know. And they gave me an opportunity to make it legitimately. I started from this for this small stuff. I started from selling clothes, you know. I, I, I would go to Korea, I would buy clothes, come and sell in Japan. I would go to America, New York, or California, buy clothes, uh, hip hop time, and come and sell it in Japan. I would make my money. So they have a structure in place that if you are really working hard and you are paying your taxes regularly, you would keep on growing. So I kind of be became what I, what I like to call versatile entrepreneur. Mm. An entrepreneur that we invest in different fields. I am not just, okay, this is one business that I am going to do all my life. No, I always like new challenges. You know, most entrepreneurs, okay, they build things. It's a way to become a billionaire. And other entrepreneurs, they sell services. So how do you invest into commercial real estate? How do you invest into blockchain? How do you invest into traditional finance? How do you in invest into emerging markets? So being able to realize that this thing is gonna grow and putting a little bit there, not everything you have, because that will put you in a, in a bad position if it goes bad, putting a little, a little bit all the time. You know, there is this, uh, this poem my father made me memorize when I was like five years old. Little by little, said a thoughtful boy. Moment by moment, I will employ. Learning a little every day, little by little, I will learn to know, and the world will become a better place for me. So this has already, already stuck in my head that if I learn a little every day, I will become better. Mm -hmm. And I'm still in a learning process. I'm, I'm learning from everybody. I'm learning from my child. I'm learning from my wife. I'm learning from my, from my neighbor. The life is a learning process. You don't stop learning. Beautiful. Um, that poem, Little by Little, can you say it one more time? Little by Little said a thoughtful boy. Little by Little. Said a thoughtful boy. Said a thoughtful boy. Okay. Can you send me, uh, can you type I, that I, and I, send I, it to I, me I, and I'll put it in the you, show notes? Yeah, I, I will send you the, I will send you the author and uh, the, the, the whole poem itself. Beautiful. Thank you. If you, both languages would be lovely. So, um, that that's great because I would like to I'd like to share that with everybody yeah. um little by little this is a great reminder for me at the moment actually Kingsley because I have so many ideas in my head and I get overwhelmed with the with the outcome but like it's just really good to know like little by little and take care of my family and my income as well yeah. while at the same time taking these steps forward uh love it love it love it so you grew up you were uh in Nigeria right yes uh, in rural Nigeria. Yes. Uh huh. And then, so did you? So then, did, when did you move from the from your hometown and start to move into into other areas? And no, did... I, 
I moved around a lot. My yeah. father being a teacher. My father was a teacher. So I moved around a lot. I moved from school to school. I moved to the big city, Bini City, where I, I got my uh, other educations. But another advantage was that my father was an economist teacher. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to understand that I was with my dad every day. Wow. So if we are going anywhere, he's teaching me. If we are coming back from somewhere, he's teaching me. I'm like, I need time to play sometime, right? But it's like, no, you gotta, you gotta memorize this. But this actually has helped me to do it because I can memorize a book in 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 a few hours, uh -huh. right? I can I, I can memorize quickly. I can I can explain what I'm memorized. I can say it verbatim. And there were times where my teachers used to think, "Oh, did you copy it?" I'm like, "No, I didn't copy it." And I go, come and say it in front of me. So I'll go in front of them and I will say it exactly the same thing. Like, okay. So there are, I mean, I'm good in memorizing things. I'm good in knowing my environment, know how things are there, you know, and uh, that helped me. Then I moved to Benin. From Benin City, I went to Lagos. And uh, when I was in Lagos, I started looking into what can I do now? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I worked a little bit for some time and I'm like, this job is not for me. If I do this job, I'm just gonna be where I am. So I decided to travel abroad. But before I travel abroad, I started this company called Hurricanes Investment. Mm -hmm. uh, what Hurricanes Investment actually did, because there was no internet at that time. My, there was no Google, there was no nothing. So what I would do is I would go to people that have, I would, I would have, that have ideas, get, get their ideas, and then take those ideas to people that have money. I said, listen, this guy have this idea. How can we make his idea work? You know, I do, I do go and buy these things for him. So it's okay, let's get these things. We'll go to Hong Kong, we'll buy them, we'll go to Taiwan, buy them, bring them back, sell them. Then we all share the profit. Mm -hmm. So that was how Hurricane's investment started. And then during this, my travels to Hong Kong, to Taiwan, I came to Japan and I love the country. I love Japan. You know, Japan is just, is just different. You see, you know, I mean, everything is, the way it should be, <laughs> um, you know, and having experienced both society, the, the, the Nigerian society and the, the African society and the uh, Japanese society, I am able to look at both sides of the coin of developed world. I, I have traveled a lot. I've been to America, everywhere, Europe, I've, I've traveled a lot. And I, whenever I go, I want to come back to Japan. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just like a second home for me. I love, I love, I love Nigeria. I love, I love my, I love my place of bed. I love it. But when you come to Japan, you feel, you feel that sense of security, that sense yeah. of, uh, that sense of uh, belonging, that you yeah. cannot feel somewhere else. So, if, for me, it's just the best place to be. So, I brought the company to Japan, uh, established the company, and it, my first business was, like I said, clothing. And that was even accidental. You have to understand that most people that become millionaires or billionaires in life, they get there by accident. By, by accident, accident. yeah. Yes. It's, uh -huh. it's mostly accidental. Yeah. It is not okay. You can have all the plans in the world, you know, except you are a builder, you are building. If you are going to build a technology, yes, you are going to build that. But if you are in the entrepreneurial or service industry, like I was in the beginning, you had to have the right product at the right time. So for me, the timing of the hip hop culture was very good. 
hip hop culture was just coming to Japan. And I saw an opportunity there and I went into that opportunity and started bringing hip hop clothes from Korea, from America to Japan and selling them. And that was my first big break. And I was doing this while I was working. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying you have to do it little by little. People are just waiting for that big amount of money to be able to invest and become rich. No, you have to actually be working to support your own business. Because otherwise, what most SMEs don't understand is when they are about to break even, they are about to make it, is when they fall. Because they don't have that injection of fund anymore. Mm. Maybe they just, they just need $500 more. And nobody is willing to give them that $500. But if you are working, you have a job, you can sacrifice that $500 for one month and put in your business. And that is the breakthrough you need. Well, so for me, it's simple as, you know, keep it simple, keep it stupid. As my friend Gary would say, keep it simple, keep it stupid. Don't, don't, don't overcomplicate it. Lovely. Keep it simple. Keep it stupid. Oh, I love it. And I also love there that you said most billionaires get there by accident. It's I love cool. that. You know, it's it's so great. I mean, we kind of got into this culture of worshipping billionaires. But I always think that once so there's there's you or there's me, we kind of, you know, we're the, we're the people in our business. But as soon as other people come in, it's not only us anymore. Right. It's not. always about the next person, the next person, the next person, and how those are managed, and then how that next person manages the next part of the business and yeah. so on. So yeah, I think that's really important to understand. But also you say most SMEs fail. Uh, when did you say when they, they most SMEs fail when? Most SMEs, they fail at the brink of their success. Right. When they are about to get successful, yeah. they just fall down. Yeah. Because they don't have that financial injection. Yeah. Because first of all, the banks are not willing to help them. Yeah. They don't have a big daddy to help them. The, the big companies are not backing them up. They are from countries probably where the, the bank does not support SMEs mm-hmm. or don't even have the data for SMEs. So all they need is a small money. That is why I always advise people, keep working and keep building what you are building. And once you finish building that, look for a new one. You know, it, it is different from second generation millionaires. Right. You see, if your father already have money, and you are doing something, you get the support that you need. And most of the time, when you look at second generation millionaires or billionaires, they don't have, they hardly make it. Yeah. People hardly respect them because the money doesn't really belong to them. There's always someone that will say, hey, you didn't own that money. You're gonna leave that money for the grandchild. So you already have that responsibility on you. Unlike if you make it yourself, if you work hard and you make it yourself, you always have that, that push to create something new, to move into a new area. Because it's your money anyway. You are not indebted to anybody. Apart from yourself, your wife, and your children, you are only indebted to those people. Whether they are friends, they are brothers, they are, they are, whoever they are, you are not indebted to them. So you are able to invest the money. You don't ask questions before you invest the money. You just have that small community of your family to ask and say, okay, and we do this and say, okay, yeah, we do it. So it's very important to have that in mind. I'm not saying those who have people to help them should not be respected. They should be respected in their own right. You know, in their own right, they should be respected. They have more responsibility is what I'm saying. But those who are trying to make it from the scratch, once they make it, they have more freedom 
to explore what they have. I love this, Kingsley. This is such an interesting uh, uh, approach to take. Yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, many of us get inherit inherit money. It won't, may not be billions, but even if you just get £100 from your grandma yeah. or something, you, it still gives you a sense of security or something like that. But what you're saying is that when you inherit loads of stuff, you have an enormous responsibility on your right. back to the, to the future generations. But if you're just starting from scratch, everything's everything's available everything's fun you have the freedom anything goes <laughs> love you it love freedom it. and for listeners i just want to make sure you understand sme means small and medium-sized enterprise it's exactly, uh, it's yeah. like small businesses so like exactly, from yes. mine which is like three people to kingsley's which i'm sure is much much bigger than that now the other thing i want to say is which is so much fun so i've been here for 20 years now and oh, I, I first came in uh, uh, 2001 and, and I lived in Atsugi, but I remember everywhere there were these hip hop clothing stores and I was always really like, this is so weird. Why are there loads of hip hop clothing stores around Japan? And now I know the man who started it. I was, I, I, I was, I was just lucky, actually. I yeah? was just lucky. Uh, there was this American guy uh, and he said, uh, let's go to the fleece market. I'm like, what is a fleece market? Mm -hmm. I was like, just follow me, I'll show you. And he showed me, and he, he saw these fairly used clothes and things like that. And I sold my fairly used clothes the, the next week. And after that, I said, maybe I can take it to a different level. So I went to Korea, bought clothes for about 150,000 yen and uh, brought the bags myself. And I actually sold that for almost 900,000 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, this is. This is a better business than any other thing I'm doing, but I just continue doing that. And I mean, I owe, I owe, I owe that glory to him, you know, for 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 bringing me into the into the picture. And what people don't understand is that human beings will always help you to get to where you are going. It doesn't matter what color. You know, this person that introduced me was a white male. So I didn't know what was racism until I came abroad. I wasn't aware of it. I grew up without knowing there is, I, I didn't know nothing about that because we're not taught about it. We have tribalism, we have clans, we have yeah. tribes, which is still what is going on in the world right now. Everybody have his own clique. You know, you, you, you see a British man or like in a, a guy from Wales or a guy from Scotland or uh, somebody from New York, you not know, like some from from Bronx. You know, it's all about the clan. You know, we we kind of go towards where we are comfortable, mm -hmm. and that has, that has been the the major goal in Japan. If if you if you understand Japan very well, if you if you speak their language and understand their culture and custom, they will accept you. If you are too big to put your head down and study their language, and you say you are here for six months or years, they'll be like. He doesn't really like us, does he? And the same applies to every country. You want them to accept you, you have to know their language. You have to know their culture. Beautiful. So I, um, human beings will always help each other. I really like that phrase there. I'm just deciding what your tagline is going to be. There's so many. <laughs> so um, when did you arrive in Japan then? And when did you decide to make Japan your home? I arrived in Japan in the early, early 90s. Mm -hmm. in the early 90s and uh, I did a lot of work. First of all, I came here with my certificates uh, hoping to get uh, 
a very well paid job, but unfortunately that was not the case. But I was already into different businesses. But uh, Mr. G gave me a job at that time and uh, in a few months I was the general manager of, of, of some of his businesses. That gave me an opportunity to meet people. And meeting with different people give you the opportunity to make money mm -hmm. because they give you different ideas. You know, you, you sit down with this kind of person, that kind of person, you are talking and they ask you, can you, can you, can you, can you bring these iPods to Japan? And you're like, yes, I can. And then you source it. And then you sell it. And then you make your money. So people are always there to help you if you are willing to listen. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, we are not listening. We are just busy antagonizing the other person. <laughs> trying, the world is not trying to find out what is wrong with this person instead of what is good about this person. We have to change our perspective of human life. You know, what we are looking at is what is the good in this human being, not the bad in this human being. But we are being taught right now to look at the bad in every, uh, uh, before we even decide. Mm. This guy may be, uh, what's wrong with him? No, why don't you look at the human, fellow human and say, what is good about this guy? And then you'll be able, if there is something bad about him, bring out the good in him. That is why you are a manager. You know, as a manager, it, your job is to bring out the good in people. It is not to, to bring them down. You know, like I tell my, my managers, a good manager wants people to be better than him. A bad manager is scared of his position. I say in all my meetings that I pray that all my workers are better than me. And that would be my pride. If I go out, he owns uh, whatever. Oh, that's Mr. John. He used to work for me. That is how life should be. Mm. Those who work for you should not be poor. They should be richer than you. And that is your pride. It's like, like our children. We want our children to be better than us. And that is how they should be. Beautiful, Kingsley, beautiful. So you arrived here 30 years ago in the early 90s. yes. Uh-huh. And um, so, so you, and then you started to create your connections. You started working. So what happens? So bring us up to, I'm most interested. So you took on the name Kobayashi, which is a Japanese name. Mm. What made you choose that name? And tell us more, if you don't mind, this is quite a personal question, kind of. It's a good you, question. <laughs> it's a, it, you took on Japanese nationality, is that right? Yes, I did, yes. This is fascinating. So tell me more about that, if you don't mind. I, I always like that name, Kobayashi. What does it mean in English? Small forest. Small forest. Don't forget, I'm, I'm from a small village. Uh-huh. And we have this saying that, Okerokyologa. A small palm tree will become a very long palm tree, mm -hmm. right? So I always believe that if you are small, you become big. And one way or the other, uh, my first wife was Japanese and had the same name. So I took that name a long, long time ago before that even happened. I was already Kobayashi because I was, though I was Kingsley, people would always say, what's that? I'm Kobayashi. You know, I always love that word Kobayashi. Yeah. So when, when you know when you become a Japanese, you have to you have the right to pick a new name. Mm -hmm. So I picked up Kingsley Kobayashi, but even my Kingsley is in kanji. You know, Kingsley Suli. katagana, ne? That is katagana. Yeah. <laughs> that is katagana. Yeah. But sorry. It's, it's, what's so? What's the? It's actually in kanji. It's Osama three three kings. 
Oh, Kings 3? Yes. So you have, you have to understand that there's, like in Benin, where I come from, when you are giving a name, your name has to have a meaning. Mm -hmm. You don't just give a name because you want to give a name. You have to give a name that has a meaning. So if you were going to be born again, which is what really happens when you become Japanese, you are being born again, right? You have to take a name that you want to portray what you want to become. Mm -hmm. So the history behind it was, okay, this is who I want to be. This is what I want to be. I'm just very small right now. I want to grow. Beautiful. I want to grow. You're going to be three kings, right? So still working on it. That's so funny because I i mean, obviously your name's Kingsley, but I hadn't made that connection when I asked you, are you the king of Rapongi? <laughs> Yeah, but, no, no. <laughs> the, the, the truth is, you know, the, 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 the English meaning of Kingsley is the head of the family. Okay. You know, my father gave me that name, uh, baptism name, and uh, when I was young, and uh, he called me Kingsley, and since tomorrow he still called me the king, because I'm the head of the family. I'm the firstborn in the family, so he gave me that name Kingsley. So most that name should actually be for firstborn. But right nowadays, you, you see people who are not first born answering Kingsley and things like that. But in the in the real British meaning is the head of the family. You have a king who is head of 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 of, of a country or empire, and then you have Kingsley who is head of the family. Lovely. And what was the process like to become a Japanese citizen? For me, I was lucky. It wasn't difficult actually. For me, I was lucky because uh, I have a track record of. Right from the day I entered Japan, I have a track record of paying all my taxes. And Same. That was, and that was one of the things that they were looking for. Have you paid your taxes? Do you have any criminal record? Which, there was no criminal record. There was no, I was paying all my taxes. I had all the documents they asked me to bring. And they told me it was going to take to six to, six to one, months to one year. I didn't go there with a lawyer. I didn't go there with anybody. I went there on my own. And I got it in three weeks. Wow. Uh, because... They couldn't understand why I needed it anyway because my salary was high. My income was very high as compared to people who were in the banking sector or whatever sector they were working. I was on a higher salary. But these people would come to my place and look at me like, who is this? Uh, what does he want? You know? But the truth is, what you are making and the service you are rendering is different. Mm -hmm. The fact that I'm re rendering these services does not mean you are any more than me. This is what people don't understand. People tend to look down on everyone that is doing a different kind of job. You know, I'm an expert, you are not an expert. No, by the time you actually take your time to look at the income of everybody, you may find out that those you are actually looking down on are any more than you. Mm -hmm. And I've seen such cases, a lot of such cases. So we just have to be humble. We, 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 we stay humble, uh, we stay, you know, always try to stay humble very important yeah it, re it really is kingsley i think that's one of the most important things and it's a good reminder for me as well yeah. stay humble and tell the truth and pay your taxes i can't very stress important. that enough like i think i was very lucky i was 29 when i came to japan so but i was still quite a rebel at that age um and still a little bit now sometimes, but um, we are. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I, but but I like to 
I think it's really important, especially somewhere like Japan, there's a lot of flexibility I find within the rules. Yes. So as long as you follow certain rules, you can do quite a lot within yes. those rules. And especially when you kind of understand where you fit into the society. Mm -hmm. Something you said earlier really struck me was that sense of belonging you can feel yes. in Japan. Like, I feel I belong, but I know how I belong. Yes. And it's not the same, with, same way that I belong in England or in mm. Liverpool, which is where yeah. I'm from. It's a different kind of belonging. So it, it's it, it's good to do that, but I really can't stress enough, pay your taxes <laughs> and yeah, make I sure mean, you- it, 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 It's a place where you can make it legitimately. Yeah. If you know what you are doing. Yeah. If you can think outside the box, you can make it legitimately. It's yeah. the only place in the world that I have seen that you can make it legitimately, no matter your color, no matter where you're from. Yeah. And they are not going to, I, I don't want to use that word, but they will never attack you if you don't yeah. attack them, right? They leave you alone. You are doing what you are doing. You are protected because the law protects you. You know, if they say, go and bring this, you have a place, go and bring it. You go to the, 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 the city office, you will get the documents. You go to the tax office, you will get it. Unlike other countries where go on, they, don't, they don't have it and they ask you to go and bring it. If the Japanese say go and bring it, they know it is there for you to bring, except you have not done it. So it's, I like the system. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I'm I'm really on the same page there. So we get to play within the within the main rules. You get to play quite a lot within those rules as well. So then, so then, so you were you were here. You your first wife was Japanese, and then so what happens next? So when does you when does your next kind of growth or transition or entrepreneurial thing happen? I moved back to. Uh, I was like, I'm done with. I'm done with. I'm done with Japan. You know, you get tired sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm. I'm tired. You know, I went. I went to Nigeria. I uh, went to Europe. We uh, me and my wife. Now we started. Uh, uh, we had. We had a club and we had. We had a uh, apartment hotel, in uh, in Czech Republic, and from there we had uh, telecommunication business in Nigeria, and uh, after some time. It was not really what we thought it was because there was something missing in Japan, right? There was something that Japan have that you cannot find anywhere else. And and the the in the, in the developed world, I kind of see a kind of uh, how do you call it, crayfish syndrome. Say it again. Crayfish syndrome. Okay. If you cannot grow, you bring those who are growing down. Uh, yes, yeah, so we say crabs, crabs in a bucket yeah, in right, England. Right. So when the crab's trying to get out the bucket, somebody will pull the crab back in. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so this syndrome is very particular among not only in developed countries, yeah. in developing countries, but even in developed countries among your own people. Yeah, true. You kind of have that. You kind of have that that unheady, unheady, um, uh, how do you say, uh, unhealthy uh, relationship or unhealthy competition, unhealthy competition mm -hmm. that should not be there. I believe that everyone can grow together. We can all grow together. But they, they, they kind of don't see it like that. So after about three, four, five years, came back to Japan and uh, went back to Mr. G, started working. And from there, I started opening business again. I had my, you know, I had I had my back, my first back called Mask. Uh, mask was really, really, really one of the best places to be at that time. That was a long time ago. And then uh, went into blockchain and uh, traditional finance and investing in commercial real estate. Uh, today, we, we are we are still investing in, in a lot of uh, fields. 
in 2006, we started uh, a product called Kobayashi Bitters. I'm mm -hmm. coming in. I will just show it to you. It's right here. It's Kobayashi. Well, I don't know if you can see it. You cannot see it. I'll send, I'll send you a picture later. Okay. It's Kobayashi Bitters. It's uh, an antioxidant that removes the uh, free radicals from your stomach mm -hmm. before they become toxic so you don't get sick. Mm -hmm. So it took us 10 years to, to get a patent for this in the, and get a NABDAC number and things like that. But it really works. So what gave me the idea to do this was when my dad, when he was about 35 or so, he had prostate. And my cousin, who I trusted all my life, he said, he's a medical doctor. And he said, oh, we need to operate your dad. I'm like, he's 75, you cannot operate him. Why would you do that? He said, no, that's the only way to save him. I'm like, okay, just give me a few hours, I'll get back to you. So I made inquiries, you know, and uh, I discovered that there were some natural remedies that could be used to, to, for him to relieve. So I got these natural remedies. I'm like, hold on, let me try this for three months. If it doesn't work, then you can do it. So we gave him the, 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 the natural medicine for 90 days. And until today, he's 90 something, he doesn't really know how old he is. And he, don't, he doesn't have prostate, right? He doesn't have prostate, so he's still doing okay. So if he has done, if he has done the operation, I'm not saying operation is bad, but the rehabilitation for him to recover at that age, the body is old, it becomes difficult. So that is why I am actually an advocate of marrying traditional natural medicine with modern technology. Mm. Because it is not everything that can be solved with modern technology. We still need to go back. Like when you look at the pandemic for now, you look at the coronavirus pandemic, we are all stressed out. We are all, you know, everybody's depressed. There's a lot of meta head issues coming up every day. You know, what happened to those days when we used to dance at home? We used to just dance and laugh and tell, tell stories like this story time, you know, your grandma telling stories, your grandpa telling stories, and then everybody start dancing and things like that. These are ways to relieve, to, to relieve yourself of stress. Yeah. You know, being able, as we are talking now, we are relieving stress, but some people have nobody to, to talk to. Yeah. I am lucky that I am locked down with my wife and kid so we can talk. What of those who are alone? Yeah. Well, how, how do they communicate? Who do they talk to? How do yeah. we reach out to them? So they have, I'm looking for, for platforms that would, okay, we have this platform that will reach out to people who are alone. Create a storytelling platform so that everybody can tell their stories. Everybody can sit down and dance and do, and do something together mm. so that the world will become a smaller community. You know, yeah. what I am seeing right now is people that are more, how do I make more money? Yeah. We are forgetting humanity. Humanity is more important than whatever we're going to make. How do we make the other person's life better? Yeah. Than what it is right now. Nothing has been done. So it's this back to that community thing that you grew up with then, that really kind of looking out for people around you, looking out for your community, looking out for humanity as well. Yes and creating all that. So, and is that what you do through, so do you still have clubs in Roppongi? I still have a few. Yeah? yeah. So it's still that kind of community feeling as well? I still have well? a few, I still, you know, yeah. I, I, love, I, love, I love my happy life. Yes, me too. I, I, love, I love to be happy, you know, if you're not happy, you're not, you're not, doing, not, not you're doing something wrong. 
What's it yeah. like running clubs in Rapongi? That got me really curious because it just looks like the wild, wild west out there. <laughs> well, when I got there, it was it, 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 it wasn't the way it is today. No. In that time, there was I mean, I was like we were like two, two three Africans there uh, yeah. at the time, and uh, it was well controlled. It was well controlled. It was well. Uh, we were taught taught the, 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 the rudiments of the of the business. Right. Uh, I, I, in fact, I practice the system, the French system of assimilate, but don't be assimilated. Mm-hmm. You know, on so I was there. I I, I do I I do my job. I go back home. I was never assimilated into the real uh, what you have there right now. I was not. I was not. I never did all those. I was just there for business, make my money, get up. Okay. You know, so I was there from, and I was still working in the daytime. I still had my hurricanes to run, so I could not get crazy. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is walk in the night, and then by nine o'clock, I'm already in the office walking. And people are like, how do you do that? This is actually the first time in my life that I am resting. The pandemic has allowed me, I'm not saying the pandemic is a good thing. Well, there's always the truth is, side effects, but yeah. My wife, mm-hmm. my child get to see me more. Mm-hmm. Before they could only see me 30 minutes or one hour a day. Not more than that. But now they get to see me all the time. I, I work from home. Even if I go, go to the office, I'm back on time. So the, the pandemic has its advantages and disadvantages. And what it has taught us more is that we should look inside, not outside. Mm-hmm. We, should, we should go back to nature. We should try to integrate that family system that is, that is, that is fading away so quickly. So quickly it's fading away that we have to remember that we are from somewhere. We are not just, we are not just uh, here to make money or live flamboyant life. No, we have to leave a legacy behind. We have to have a family system that works. So mm. that is, for me, it's always about the community. Yeah, integrate your family system. Love that. So that's been a kind of a, a positive side effect for you from the pandemic is that you've had to slow down and. Oh, yeah stay at home and, and be with your family. But I, I think there's something really wise you said there, Kingsley, which was about, I can see some people would probably become very, very, um, if they were working in Rapongi and stuff, would get pulled into that world and be extremely unhealthy and lose part of themselves in that. But it sounds to me like you really understood from a very wise place that you needed to have a kind of boundary there and a balance so that you, you know, you go to work, you do your job in Rapongi, and then you come, come back and you've got your business to run during the day and you don't get lost in all of that. And that was, that, that was probably imbibed in me uh, from my early age. Yeah. Uh, I never smoked cigarettes in my life. I never, I never tried marijuana in my life. I never yeah. did any drugs in my life. Uh, but this is, this was something that, I never saw my grandmom did, or my or my father. Yeah. My father, I have never till today. I have never seen my father drinking. Wow. Or or smoking. It, it it was, it was a kind of culture that when we were growing up, that if you were a teacher, or a nurse, or you were in the government service, you don't smoke. Interesting. Yeah. That was that was the kind of how I grew up to say, okay, this person cannot smoke, right? You know, you know, it's like. Uh, it's a funny story. Uh, my daughters, my, my my twin daughters, we are, when they were young, when my twin daughters were young, and uh, this person came to my house with, with, with the wife, 
And I have always told my daughters that smoking is bad. Yeah. They know I don't like cigarettes. You know, if you have, you cannot smoke around me. I am not saying it's bad. People have their choices. Yes. But, but I didn't want my children to do it. Yeah. So this day, this lady came to the house and she was, she went outside. She was respectful and she was smoking. And my youngest daughter saw, saw her smoking and she came to me. Daddy, daddy, she's a bad person. She's a bad person. I'm like, why? So she's smoking. Oh, she is a bad person. You should <laughs> never do that. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a funny story. Yeah. It, it, was, it, it was the way I wanted to bring them up. And today, none of them do smoke. But I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not judging. So I, I, I cannot judge anybody. But I did not want my kids to follow that full step. So I have to try as much as possible to stay away from that. And I did. And that is mainly because of my upbringing and my spirituality. I'm a very spiritual human being. Right. I believe in spirituality. I believe that you don't have to def- destroy another soul. Mm. Because if you destroy another soul, that is not forgivable by, by any, uh, by, by the great universe. You know, I, I, I don't talk about religion because I believe every tradition, every religion, everybody has a right to what, how do we brought up? You were born into it. You were not, uh, you didn't have a choice about it, to be mm. honest. Mm. Don't destroy another soul. Yeah, that's a really good, just kind of baseline, baseline thing to, to remember there, isn't it? Well, thanks for sharing that story about your twin daughters. Um, what, would, what, what effect, what impact did becoming a dad have on you? First time and second time round? Yeah, it taught me a lot. It actually taught me a lot. Yeah. It, it taught me respect for women to start with. Uh, mm. Seriously, that, that did. Uh, I was present when my youngest daughter was delivered and uh, I saw the pain that women go through firsthand. Before then, I never, I never realized it. I never, I never knew it. I was just like, ah, whatever. And then I realized, uh, they actually went through this kind of pain. I, I was really not able to eat meat for one year. I did not eat meat for one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that. It was for me. It was that traumatic. I was like, no, I'm not gonna. Eat. I didn't. I didn't touch meat, you know. And then uh, my son, I was also there. So it's just. And then you see, it's like you see yourself growing, right? You see yourself. You know what are you trying to do? I I did this like forty something years ago. Stop doing that. You know, you, you see yourself growing. It's, you see them trying to push the boundaries, right? It's yeah. just. It's a different experience. Yeah. You know, you, you let you teach you you think you are teaching them all the time, but you are actually learning from them. Yeah, you are actually learning how to be a human being again mm-hmm. because we have become we have become so you know stationed like that that we don't really know how to get out of that place. We are like, oh, I have to drink my tea seven a.m. I have to go to work at eight a.m. I have to have my break at this time. I have life is not like that. Life is what just live it, live your life, be happy with your life. Yeah. There is no need to, to, for all these rules that you put for yourself. So you just you have to be flexible with your life. Love it. Um, how old's your son now? My son is 11. 11, okay, so he's gonna, he's, he's just on the brink of becoming a man. Yep, he, he's a man, he's, uh, yeah. uh, he's houseful, he's, uh, he's intelligent, I would say that, he's versatile, he's, uh, I asked him the question about artificial intelligence the other day, and he answered like, you know, so I'm happy. I'm happy. Great. So that, so that brings me, I want to just kind of come into like 
about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, I have absolutely like I've tried my best to understand this whole this whole part of business, but I find it really difficult to kind of get my head around it. So could you tell us what is it? Is the way is are you able to explain it to a let me just you know I'll, I'll start with blockchain. Blockchain, blockchain and cryptocurrency are two different things. Okay, blockchain yeah. and cryptocurrency are two very different, different things. Very different. Okay. I got the it. blockchain blockchain itself is a decentralized system now the, the, the simplest way i can explain it to a layman is that you have a chain mail let's assume five of us send an email to each other mm -hmm. we all see the mail right we all see the email but the thing is we can all reply the email but we cannot edit it we cannot change a word that was sent by sarah to kingsley or Kingsley to Sarah, and everybody can see it. So when it comes to blockchain, there's transparency, there is security, there's accountability, there's immutability. So let's assume that Venezuela put their oil industry on blockchain, right from the drilling to the refinery, to the byproducts, to the waste, waste product, they will all be on blockchain. And every one of us can see it, but we cannot change it, which means we cannot steal from it. We cannot take away any money from it. So blockchain gives us a system where we can all see what we are doing, mm -hmm. but we cannot change it. You know, we, I, I still believe that blockchain is going to change the world, whether it's public, whether it's private, because you have different kind of blo blockchain system, right? So it's going to change the world. There is no doubt about that. But cryptocurrency, on the other hand, are just projects that are built on blockchain. You know, it's like you have a cake, you have the foundation of the cake, and then you just put what you like on top of it. Uh huh. That is what is cryptocurrency. Now, Bitcoin was the first altcoin to be built on blockchain. So that was started in Japan, wasn't it? It wasn't. We don't. We, 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 the, the Nobody knows. Is, <laughs> no, the fact is, it's called Satoshi Nakamoto. There's a lot of of uh, meat around it. Yeah. Uh, but I still believe the aim was to put uh, democracy in your hands, to allow you to control your data. Uh, take, for example, Japan. For example, if the healthcare system was to be on blockchain. Now, when you go to the hospital, you, they still have the CAT system, the file system, as developed as Japan. Now, assuming you have your own data on your phone on blockchain, God forbid you are in Osaka and something happens. The doctor cannot contact the doctor in Tokyo to find out your symptoms or anything. But if you are in charge of your own data, you just press it and say, these are my symptoms. These are my allergies. These are the things I don't take. This, is my, this was my last treatment. That is what blockchain does. Mm. But cryptocurrency are projects that are built on blockchain and like every other project you need to do your due diligence uh -huh. yes yes it's yes yes project yeah it's just a project you have to look at the the hro who you know if, if you have if you have two surgeons trying to do a mechanical project you should know that project is not going to work it is not going to work or you have a capital saying i am going to do a project for surgical operation it's not going to work so like every other business, you have to do your due diligence. Now, most people right now are just holding on to Bitcoin 
or Ethereum or Litecoin. That does not make it very valuable right now because we are just holding it for it to grow. It's like holding gold. Mm, mm. Cryptocurrency will actually start working when it when there's transactions. Now you have uh, big camera accepting Bitcoin. Oh. You have uh, other people accepting Bitcoin. Then it's becoming a transaction. Actually, we, we were lucky that Japan actually accepted Bitcoin at a very early stage. Yeah. They did accept it at a very early stage. And this is good. It, it, it helped us a lot. Now, regulations on blockchain or, or cryptocurrency does not only hold the entrepreneur, the startup responsible, it protects the citizens. So how do you protect people from investing in it? Who do you go to to invest in it? How do you invest in it? Then when you look at the project, what problem are they trying to solve? Why is it they that they're going to solve the, the, that, that problem? And then you look at the te technology behind it. And then the questions most investors don't ask is, how do I get my money back? Yeah. People just invest. Even in traditional business, they just invest. You, you never ask, what is your exit strategy? How, when and how do I get my money back? Nobody asked that question. So you, you have to follow those process to make sure before you invest in a crypto project or a blockchain technology. Great. So it's, it's I mean, it's more like traditional finance. They, 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 they speak big English and they say, oh, it's white paper. No, it's not white paper, it's a business plan. Okay. So what is your business plan? What is your strategy? What is the tech behind it? How do you protect my money? How do I get my money back if something goes wrong? You know, is it asset back? Let's assume I'm putting my house on blockchain and I allow everybody to have a part of the house by contributing $100 each. You already know that if, if it doesn't work out, when you sell the house, you get your money back. It's asset backed. So you have to look at what you really want to put your money. You know, at, at my age, I don't play around with money that much because I, I have to be careful. Yeah. So I, I am more, you know, diligent in my approach. Okay, what was it you are doing? How can I make this work? Okay, when do I start getting money back? Okay, so if I, if I can tip all the angles, then I will invest. If I cannot, I will not. Interesting. So this is so listeners, this is not an advertisement for Kingsley Kobayashi's blockchain, but I want to know what's your business in this? Like, I, I'm just curious. I genuinely want to know how do you make a business out of this and how do you serve your clients or customers in that way? I'm super curious. OK, uh, when it comes to blockchain, I do almost everything. Yeah. From from structuring the business for you, if, if we, we start by structuring consultation, what do you want to do? And then we structure the business for you and we help you to raise funds for the business if we believe in it. And then if we believe in the business, we have part of equity in the business. If I am not willing to take an equity in the business, you have to understand that I don't believe in it. So I will not invest my money and I will not invest my client's money. So in a nutshell, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, that is what I do. I help you to, I, we do consultation, we do structuring, we do fundraising, we do everything about blockchain. But we look at your project, what you are trying to achieve. Right now we are looking at health innovations. Uh, we are looking at payment systems. We are looking at 
agriculture, clean tech. So these, these are some of the startups we are looking to invest money into. And when, when, when we are talking about head technology, I just told you about, like, if somebody should go to me about creating a dancing app, an app that will make people happy, mm-hmm. you know, that will, that, will, that, will, that will raise people's morale, that will make them feel happy, mm-hmm. I'll be happy to invest. You know, I know we already have the straps. You have these that will tell you, okay, your, your temperature is this, your heart rate is this. You know, if, if your heart rate is this and it's high, you're already thinking, oh, I'm sick. So how do you get out of that? Right. So we also looking into telemedicine, teleconsultation. Wow. You know, with the, with, the COVID, with the COVID-19 pandemic, there are people who don't want to go for tests in the hospital. Yeah. You take a woman that just had a baby, for example, She's going to go back, go, back, go back to the hospital with, it, with her child. How do you care for this woman using teleconsultation? And then send her medicine through telemedicine, making sure that, okay, she has this medicine sent to her, she has this care given to her. You know, these are things we have to look at in this modern world. You know, we have people who are, you know, don't have the infrastructure in developing countries. How do you provide this infrastructure? People talk of, talk of edutech, where you, you have uh, people, okay, learn from home. Learn from home, they forget that 70% of the lecturers are computer illiterate. Yeah. So first of all, you have to teach the lecturers for the lecturers to be able to teach the children. And they forget that both of these children, they have no access to internet. They don't have smartphone. Their parents cannot afford it. You know, it's a system that we need to create and we are all willing to invest into it depending on the step you are. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And it's just back to that kind of, I love the way you're always talking about, it's not just about the business. It's not just about the commerce. It's not just about the due diligence. It's always about some kind of service or community-based thing or how people can enhance their own lives and their own lifestyles. It's really a a really holistic approach to business in a way. Tell me where I'm wrong. No, you are, you are very correct because uh, people forget about humanity. People forget about uh, saving the earth or things like that. The truth is when you align yourself with the universe, mm. there's a reason it's called Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. The universe has provided everything for you to become successful. Mm-hmm. But if you don't align yourself with the universe, you have failures. Mm-hmm. When you align yourself with the Mother Earth and put back into it, it's like a wallet. Whatever you put in your wallet is what you're going to get out. So you have to learn to help humanity and humanity will help you back. Don't put money first, put humanity first and the money will follow. Mm, love that and our mother earth. So what is what are you excited about next then Kingsley? What's, what's next for uh, uh, Harry Kings and what's next for you and Blanca and your son and what's next for the, what's next for your business and for your life and for humanity, for your Yeah, community? me and my wife, we just came out with a book right now, uh, yeah. The Beginner's Guide to Financial uh, Freedom. Oh. We, 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 we wrote a book, it's on, it's on Amazon. It's, it's on uh, Amazon, okay. It's on Amazon. I don't know if you'll see because background, uh, can, can you see? Just, no, it's just, oh, no. Ah, there we oh, go. No. Stop, the beginner's guide to financial freedom. Oh, exciting, okay. I'll have to get myself a copy of that and have a read. Thank you. So that's... uh... And that was you and Blanca, your wife, right? Yes, me and my wife wrote this, yes. Me and my wife wrote this. Okay. So, also, uh, 
we were, we were nominated as uh, by Fox News as the 25 uh, integrator to, to, to look at for this year because wow. we have different uh, we have different projects we are working on right now. Different uh -huh. projects we are working on, but these are projects that uh, have humanity mm. uh, that touches lives. Uh, we are grateful to the whole to the whole world. To be honest, I'm grateful to my grandma, you know, my community. Grateful to her community, you know. Grateful to my son, my, my daughters. I'm grateful to everybody for being haven't been there for me. Even those that were not there for me when I actually needed them, I'm still grateful for them because they made me stronger. They made me realize that I could be stronger. I can do it myself without without any help. So it's all about appreciation. Mm. So the next step for us is actually to look into healthcare uh, for okay. Okay. Yeah. innovation healthcare for developing countries. Uh, you'll be surprised that the, the things we take for granted yeah. in Japan are not in developing countries. Yeah. Things like water. Yeah. Things like electricity. Yeah. Things like you know simple security transportation that we all take for, for granted. So we have people saying, "Oh, uh, what is used for Bitcoin? Uh, the fossil is so high. This and that and that." Yes, agreed. What are you doing about it? You have enough money to use clean energy for it. You bought it, and now you are saying it's not good. Understood, but you have to do something about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about telling me the problem; is tell me how you're going to solve the problem. You now, the fact that okay, I don't want this thing out does not mean they are going to solve that problem. I have to make be there to make sure that that problem is solved mm -hmm. and taken care of. Yeah, really choose choosing your problems and yeah, right. <laughs> choosing your problems you're going to solve and being positive. <laughs> yeah about the other things lovely um so you've got your book and thinking about problem solving in the future the financial piece the kind of natural piece so i say like there are many ways to lead a life mm -hmm. many many ways to lead a life what does that mean to you by example Ooh. you have to lead your life by example mm-hmm you cannot be telling people to be, to be this and you are not doing it. You have to live by example. It's like I tell my staff, if I ask my staff to do anything, I can do it myself. Mm -hmm. You know, if, I, if I'm going to ask you to make me a drink, I can make that drink myself. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to ask you to build this house, I can get a block and get my hands dirty. So I am willing to do what I tell you to do. So if you say, no, I can, okay, I'll do it myself. And you watch me do it. So I, I don't believe anybody is too big to do anything. We can, we can all work together. Mm, lovely. And any parting words or wise words for us? Well, uh, what would you love people to know? What do you think is your biggest life lesson? <laughs> you know, I, I, I learned the art of giving. Not because I have, but because I have, because I knew what it meant not to have. Mm -hmm. You have to understand, I came from not having yeah. to having and then losing everything and then having again. The hardest part is losing everything and having again. Because most time when you lose everything, you really want to die. Mm. You are not happy just living. But the truth is, if you open your eyes wide enough and use your past experiences, you will become rich again.
you know, this is very important at this time because I know a lot of people that have put their life investments into different projects, but have gone bad because of this pandemic. Yeah. They are closed down, they borrow money from banks and they are thinking negatively. No, please don't. Things will get better. Mm. Nobody teaches an old lion how to hunt. You already know how to hunt. You will hunt <laughs> again. You know, I have been there. I have been in that situation where I said, oh, ah. But then if you persevere, you will enjoy the fruit of your labor. Beautiful. Nobody teaches an old lion how to hunt. No, it's, 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 it's just an instinct. It's like riding a bicycle. If you've done it before, you can always do it again. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. So. Absolutely brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Kingsley. That's It's been such a treat talking to you. It's really like, this is such a different kind of, like your business is so different to anybody's I've spoken to before, as of yet. I mean, every single, every single interview and every single conversation I have is really different. But this one was really, really different because it's so outside of the things that I do usually, the kind of, the, and the way that you've built your business and your background and your lovely, your grandma and we've honored your mum and dad and you know your dad my my parents are both teachers as well so I was like oh okay teachers have such an incredible work ethic I think really amazing work ethic and I think we've both inherited that from our parents too but um yeah and so it's it's been really interesting I'm gonna have a really good think about it and and you've given me so many great quotes I don't know which one's going to be your quote at the end of the day (laughs) anyway you pick you know Uh, we, we, we live by it every day, you know. Yeah, of course. The, the, the truth is, you are, I mean, nobody can really change who you are, except you are willing to change. Yeah. Right? Except you are yeah. willing to change. You get yeah. influenced by people around you. Correct. And the, the closest people to you in life is your wife, your husband, and your children. Yeah. They are the closest people to you. Sometimes we forget. Mm-hmm. But nature has a way of making us realize yeah. that we, we need to appreciate people around us more. Interesting. Because yeah. without them, you wouldn't be where you are today. Absolutely. You don't realize that. We, can, we cannot see one side of, of the equation. No. You know, the whole body makes it function properly. If there was a cut in your finger, the whole body will feel the pain. Yeah. So you have to keep that very, very, very unique. Yeah. Beautiful. So Kingsley, where can we find you? Where, what are your websites or the places we can find you? We will link to them in the show notes and link to your book on Amazon as well. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Kingsley at kingsleykobayashi.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we've just set up uh, a group, uh, an Obarobody called Kobayashi group. Kobayashi.com. <laughs> okay. I have to ask, you know, I always ask the wife, you know. You need, you, know, you need your assistant in the background there. I'm not, no, always, not your assistant. Always, 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 no, always. no, not your assistant, your C- COO, your chief operating officer. Yeah, always, always, always. You know, people think I'm the boss. She's, she's the boss, you know. She actually, of course, of she course. Actually I, know that. You know? I, I, I don't even know what is on, on my Facebook or my or my Instagram. She does, she does, does everything, you know. Fantastic. So it's, it's, it's a honor to have her in my life. And uh, that's it. Kingsley at kingsleykobayashi.com. Uh-huh. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, my official Facebook, Kingsley Kobayashi. Yeah. And uh, my official Instagram, 
Kingsley Kobayashi too. And uh, we also have a Twitter. And the Twitter okay. handle is what? So it's basically at Kingsley Kobayashi. Yes. Anyway. Or just Google Kingsley Kobayashi and uh, Wonderful. You'll find what I do there. Because I'm sure lots of people will be very interested to find out all the different places where you are uh, existing these days. Yeah. So, it's well. really a pleasure talking to you, Sarah. And uh, you. I, I, I love the name. It's my first daughter's name, Sarah. Um, the, the mother of all nation. Uh-huh. Uh, so, right. So that's really, it's a, it's a beautiful name and a pleasure talking to you. Mm -hmm. You also have a Japanese name, Furuya. Yes, my husband's Japanese and he also works for me. So he's, uh, well, not for me, with me. So yeah. he's downstairs working. He does all the finance stuff for no, me because that's, that's not, that's as true. you can tell, is not my area of expertise. Mm. So he does a lot of the kind of finances and admin and works with my assistant to kind of make sure all the back end's in good condition so that I can that keep good. showing up like this. <laughs> See, we, we, are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are kind of the same, you know, we keep yes. it in the family. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I love it because I love it that he's got the flexibility to, you know, we can go back. Well, once the pandemic's over, we can go back to England whenever we want to. We can go down to see his family whenever we want to. We don't have to, you know, beg you for know, time off. <laughs> you know, people think being rich is money. Yeah. You think being rich is money? I think it's one way. I like having more money than when mm. I had less money, but I think that it's time time is the most important currency you're right there's nothing being else. able to use your time Correct. when you want to use it yeah being able to travel where you want to travel although you need money for that yeah. being in charge of your time is the best good head yeah. and being in charge of your time uh, yeah absolutely couldn't agree more i think time is our only currency that's going down there's so much money in the world it's ridiculous right. we always have access to it but time is that thing that right. time is you, we, we, we tend to keep realizing that as we get younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm as happy now as I'm 50 this year, and this is my kind of happiest, healthiest year so far, I hope. Because and, you are resting. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. You are resting. Yeah, you are resting. You that's know, it's, right. It's and also I moved to the beach, so hurrah. But I, Beautiful. Uh, I, um, but actually just having listened to you, like one kind of actionable thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to go and say thank, how grateful I am to my husband when we get off this call, because you've just really reminded me how how important it is to be constantly grateful to our support systems and the people around. Very, very, so, very, very. And thank you, big thank you to your your wife as well for kind of noticing my my interviews and and suggesting you as a as a uh, as as somebody to appear. It's been absolutely brilliant. As soon as she as soon as she uh, introduced me the idea, I was like, yes, how fascinating! So I'm delighted. She's the best. She 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 yeah. she makes she makes things happen. She's cool. Yeah, she's cool. So thank, thank you, you to much. her as well. And thank you to thank you for your time. And thank you to thank everybody you. for listening. Um, you know, there are very many ways to lead a life and everybody has stories. And I've been absolutely thrilled to listen to the Kobayashi story today. So thank you so much, Kingsley. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this latest legend on the Sarah Furuya Legends podcast. Hop over to sarahfuruya.com where you can find the full complement of uh, Legends interviews and conversations. Also, you can like and subscribe over on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. I absolutely love these interviews and these conversations I have with these people. I don't care about subscribers if I'm absolutely honest. It just 
podcast helps to get more people over to listen to these fantastic people. I cannot wait for my next interview. I really hope you can get stuck in and find some juice and some delightful little nugget of knowledge or encouragement from these that will help you to create your story and to take your story forward and to weave and dream up and high dream your own story. Buoyed up by the stories of these people, I would call them ordinary, they're not, but these people, these beautiful legends who I've selected to help you on your way and to help me on my way. So please enjoy, share, subscribe. My Facebook page is Sarah Faruya Coaching. My Instagram page is at Sarah Faruya Coaching too. So get into it. Thanks. Bye.